Welcome to Palkies, a podcast all about a guest's favourite game, boss stage, and a fair bit of chat in between. Now, this is a bit of a different style this time because I'm back in Lincoln, I'm in a favourite gaming bar of mine, and we're recording in this bar as we speak. So, I am joined by the owner of Aikido Lincoln, uh, Mr. Toby. Now, he is the owner who, before this, was travelling the uh, well, across the globe for eight years, and then found himself back in sunny Lincoln and decided to open up a gaming bar. So that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about in between those two choices that is famous to Power Keys. So, Toby, how are you? I'm good today, thank you. Well, fresh as flu's hit me this week. Apparently, <laughs> so my voice will be a bit croaky yeah. today. I, I imagine that's a bit... Um, a bit crazy, isn't it? Like getting the freshest fare and uh, trying to get involved in that with this bar. Yeah, actually, I, I don't get as many students in as you might think, yeah. but uh, enough of them have come in to make me sick. <laughs> but I can imagine over the next few weeks here, they're going to start having a bit of an explore and they'll find me. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. absolutely, man, no, absolutely. So, I mean, so the bar launched in like October 2016, so we're just approaching that three year yeah. thing, you know. And I remember it was on the Lincoln night, it was on that Facebook page, and you were kind of like just busy, you know chipping away yeah. making sure that part was going well I st- oh, well yeah I originally started posting like as soon as I got the building I made a page and I just started like updating everyone I got you know I was, it was I kind of hit the ground running by the time I got started so it's been mm. good yeah yeah because I mean I just like the fact that you can just kind of walk in and it's just like a, you can just congregate and just kind of like talk to people you don't know you know get like a nice craft ale and just go on Mario Kart downstairs if you want and it's great you know really nice and I've got to ask I mean because like I said in the intro you were travelling for a fair bit and yeah. then you decided to come back to Lincoln and just kind of like just you know decide on the keto so what kind of began that what was like the background behind that? Uh, I ended up staying in Korea for four years and I was teaching English and um, I I didn't have a computer or anything so I found myself if I wanted to go and watch a TV series or do anything outside my flat which wasn't on my phone I'd have to go to these places called PC Banks mm. which are basically rooms full of PCs yeah. um, so I would uh, go there watch a film whatever and then obviously I was, my, I was approaching 30 and I thought I need to I need to leave Korea really just go do something so when I got back to England I thought you know maybe something my own twist obviously I don't do PCs here it's all consoles so yeah. I thought if I do my own twist with cool craft beers and mm. um, consoles and the whole point of the bar is so people can bring their mates in or meet new people like you said come mm. in integrate meet new make new friends and play games together which, which is I sort of think is something that was lost in uh, the past decade of gaming like you, it's all online you don't mm. really play with your mates and that was for me mm. when I was young was the best part playing Goldeneye with your mates four players on an 18 inch TV playing split screen like Goldeneye or something mm. so yeah that's uh, kind of the idea behind the bar that's great. I mean, the thing is, I have to ask, I mean, why Lincoln? I mean, the thing is, like, for years, it was known that if you went to Lincoln, you'd have your choice between an Italian restaurant, an Italian restaurant, an Italian restaurant, yeah. and that was it. So. That's half the reason I did it. Right. Like, uh, I found that whenever I did, because there's just nothing to do here, mm. like, you've got cinema, yeah. bowling, which isn't even the centre of town anymore, mm. and that's about it. Always go out, get drunk, mm. and that's, it's fun to a certain extent, but, you know, the bars are a bit... They're a bit generic here, aren't they? So I yeah. thought it is a bit been a bit of a risk, and like sometimes I feel, how, have I chosen the wrong city? Like because the population, it's just I'm not busy every single night, yeah. which which is not a problem. I'm, I'm I'm eking my way through, but at the same time, I've got to. You know, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do something different, and yeah. I, I feel like that was one of the first really to do something completely different. Mm. Uh, we had tension VR before, but they're not a bar. That's more of a, a yeah corporate kind of. 
uh, thing. So mm. you do the team building, whereas I'm a, a social hub. Yeah. I find. Yeah, that's fair. No, it really is. And I just like the fact that even after three years, I mean, it's it's still going, it's still keeping yeah. going, which is fantastic because you do see a lot of businesses in Lincoln that try and open or try and do a big thing in, like, say, the Lincoln Light, for example. Yeah. But 18 months later, it's gone. Yeah. You know, they just didn't get that kind of that regular custom, really, which I think you've done well here, to be fair. Because yeah. every time I've come back, you know, when I, in the past when I was visiting from Manchester, it's always business Saturday. It still is. Yeah. It's great, you yeah. know. So I mean, it's. Uh, have you kind of like come across any like challenges in the last three years doing this? Uh, um, the biggest challenge was last year over the World Cup when we had that blaze in the summer. Right. Uh, yeah, mate, I, I didn't have anyone coming in through the door for about two months well, while the World Cup was on and then the, the weeks either side of the World Cup because yeah. it was just so hot, everyone just wanted to be out in beer gardens yeah. proper screaming over and that was the biggest challenge to get over that when I was like, I'm not making any money right now uh, which I get, I got the odd person but then I lost all my regulars as well because yeah. they wanted to go to be in the, in the big bars with the big screens with the World Cup on which I wasn't showing I, then I tried to show it but people don't come here to do to watch football. Mm. They come here to play games. Yeah. So yeah, it was tough. And that's that's about it, really. Like, uh, I, I think the rest has been mostly positive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I mean, the bar has changed a lot since I opened. Like, I've I now do gigs here, get bands in, I do like comedy nights, and it's all it's all been adapting to getting people through the door mm. uh, and not relying purely on the video games because sometimes people do just want to come and have a drink or they don't want to they don't want to play a video game mm. they just want to come and enjoy the bar for what it is mm. yeah in, a, in yeah. a different way yeah yeah and I think that's what I like as well the ambience because like even in the background now I mean we've got Banjo Tsui like playing yeah. in the background which is great Banjo Tsui even and it's great like when you walk in you've got that kind of feeling that it's a welcoming place and Everything where you look, it's got you know any game that kind of harkens back to a memory. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the soldier, it's like a massive Game Boy thing. We've got like a canvas and Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, I look to another side, and there's like retro gaming magazines, and you know, it's just loads, and it's great. And I just like that Metal Gear poster, which looks amazing. <laughs> I'm still looking at that wall after three years, and I, I forget what posters I even like got, and it, which is good. That's completely what I wanted the wall to do because you know it's very interesting and cost me a fortune. I bet. <laughs> oh, I bet. You said about like regular customers. I mean, did they like come in like what every weekend, every day? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, usually, I mean, it's died down a bit. Now there was a core group yeah. of people who used to come in weekend, with the day in, day out, and they used to come see me. Uh, that's waned off a little bit because I think after two years of doing it, they're a little bit like, yeah, we we need to do something else for our <laughs> lives, which I which I get. But I do still see a lot of the same faces, even from when I first opened three years ago. Yeah. I still see those people coming through the door like yourself. Uh, some are more regular than others, but mm. it's great. Like people really do like. Like this place is a, a place to come and hang out yeah so no amazing no that's great so i'll tell you what i mean we're already like 10 minutes in which yeah. is amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> already there so like a, a big thing with this podcast is it's two main questions one is like say a favorite game of yours yeah. which you just yeah. can't help but play yeah. all the time and a favorite boss which over 40 episodes kind of changed from being a memorable boss to something that you kind of would like to do again but you don't want to try again yeah. you know so with the first question which one have you picked over which favorite game favorite game oh that's, it's got to be breath of the wild right which i haven't even finished i'm not gonna lie i i've had it since day one i obviously had to when the switch came out and that was the first game i brought Immediately, this game hooked me completely. I was just like, this just, I love the fact when you do that first, have you played it? Oh, yeah. yeah. When you do the first plateau and then you, you, you fly off there and then this whole world opened up. I've left 
never played a game and felt that much adventure before mm. and I loved it and since then my my progress has been deleted three times by customers using my account oh, man. Nice. <laughs> so they've they've wiped it I got started getting very frustrated I was like do you know what I haven't got time for this because mm. it's such a huge game anyway but then I uh, treated myself to a personal switch so I kept the game for myself because not many people come here to play that anyway because yeah. it's a, a single player game. So since then I'm, I'm on my third Divine Beast now. I, I could go to Ganon now, but I just don't want the game to end. So I'm going to try and make it last as long as I can. Oh, I, I really love that game. Amazing. So are you like kind of a big Zelda player from like back in the day? Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always like from Link to the Past okay. was the first one I had. Um, and then since then, then I had Ocarina of Time. I remember sneaking into my uh, mum's bedroom when I, just before Christmas to open that up and sneak yeah. it in the N64. <laughs> Should have been believing in Father Christmas, I reckon, but I knew it, it wasn't happening. So, yeah, and then, then what was it, Wind Waker? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't play a Zelda game until Breath of the Wild uh, because of the, the travelling hiatus. Yeah. I didn't have a console. Yeah. Oh, no, saying that, no, I played it. I played... Link Between Worlds on the Game Boy. Uh, okay, what? 3DS. 3DS, yeah. that's the one now. Oh, okay. Which is a great game, actually. Yeah, it is. No, it really is. And I've currently just got the Link's Awakening remaster, oh. which is actually really difficult. Um, I've never played it, and it's, uh, it's, doesn't, it's not as linear as the other ones, right? Because mm. you've got to kind of think of how to... Well, I have to play it. I, I find it a bit tr- tricky so far, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Link's Awakening is the first game I played from Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, back in the day, I, so I got a Game Boy for Christmas. What was it birthday? Birthday, even. Got Kirby's Dream Land, Warrior Land, and then a few months after that, I remember getting Link's Awakening. Yeah. And I remember getting stuck mainly on the um, second dungeon, yeah. um, where you had to kind of hit enemies in a certain way in a room. Right, okay. And then you get the power bracelets. And it wasn't until maybe 10, 15 years later I actually finished the game. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. It'll be me for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> it was I'll, I'll be 55 when it's done. <laughs> so it was just amazing that, like, finally was able to kind of finish that dungeon and then, you know, get the, the wind fish, and it was just amazing. So. With Breath of the Wild, I mean, I totally agree. It was a game that I was kind of following, but I wasn't sure about because I was always used to that kind of top-down gameplay of Zelda. Yeah. And for some reason, I never got into the 3D Zelda. I don't right. know whether I'm just like, even though I'm 30, I'm like an old guy, I don't know. Yeah. But I just prefer that top-down style. Do you? Right, even now? Yeah, even now, yeah. Right. yeah. So when, let's say, SNES Online launched a month, month ago, yeah. yeah, I'm playing Link to the Past yeah. now on the Switch, and I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. You know, just the fact that you can just play it on a handheld, yeah. and then you continue on a TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is great. Yeah. yeah, amazing. But Breath of the Wild, I mean, that's what I got with the Switch when it first launched in 2017, yeah. And I finished it a couple of months ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, so really? I was the same as you. Um, yeah, yeah. I had one um, Divine Beast left. Yeah. Um, I think I was trying to get the shield. So what I did, it was almost like Metal Gear Solid. Um, right. So I don't know if you know, but like the Hillian shield, yeah. it's in a basement in Ganon's castle. Right, um, I haven't got that yet. Yeah, so it's a bastard of a thing to do. Yeah. But you sneak in through a little cliff side, right. little cave, you go to this little um, prison side, yeah. you get the shield, and I just got the hell out of there right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> before yeah. I went. I mean, pretty much trained like Rocky Three yeah, really, yeah, yeah. before I got Ganon, but it was amazing. Oh, right. You know, really great. Didn't get the DLC because I didn't really see the points. I've downloaded that anyway because it was on sale, so I got it for like 12 quid. I was like, so it's worth getting, as I love the game so much, I've also extended the gameplay for another one. 15 years yeah now. yeah yeah <laughs> so, I mean I'm never going to do the master challenge or whatever where yeah. you have to uh, but 
for the extra shrines and the extra and the motorbike it's worth it yeah no that's fair are there any kind of highlights at the minute from Breath of the Wild from what you've played so far that you just can't help going back to <sighs> nothing in particular I just, do you know what I just love running around just finding stuff you know mm. uh, I just found that the game's just full of surprises even yeah. now like it's still, it's still stuff about it I don't know and I haven't done and I've done what I've done I've done about 80 of the shrines on the, nice. on the base game so I've still got 40 left but I am now struggling to sort of just stumble across them now yeah. and now the ones that I've got left are the ones where you have to sort of open them by doing a quest if you know what I mean yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. a few of them where you have to like shoot the moon or something I can't remember yeah. uh, what it was but there's a few like that so yeah but I, I still love it mm. um, I mean I feel a bit lame going to your favourite game of all time as one that's been so recent but it's just, it's, it's got to be the best. Yeah, it's just know. a fight. Yeah. yeah, it's just a fight. <laughs> you know, because I mean, I think for so long we were waiting for a Zelda game to be that open world, yeah. you know, because I think um, the um, Link Between Worlds, it kind of halfway went there because yeah. you could have done it on a certain order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could rent some weapons as well, yeah. which is great. But I think they were kind of testing the water there. Yeah. Even though clearly they were developing Breath of the Wild, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was kind of like, see how it goes. Well, I did that game by just because obviously when I'm playing Zelda I just chop all the quests down and it was getting so much money I could just buy everything I needed Yeah, so yeah. I could then just do the game I didn't have to rent the things I needed anymore I, yeah. I had them so yeah. I made the game a bit easier it's really weird it's kind of like a blockbuster for weapons in Zelda yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre but no it's fair and of course you know we've got the sequel that's been announced as well yeah. um, which looks very kind of gothic-y in its trailer yeah yeah, it looks decent. I just wanted to maybe to go and run up the Majora's Mask sort of mm. route, which I never played actually, but I know that it's got this impending doom moon mm. coming down at you or something. You've got a certain, certain amount of time to do your challenges or something. I don't know. Yeah. Never played it. But yeah, whatever they bring out, I'm sure it's really great. I'm, what I'm hoping for, what I, what I thought would be great, what they how they took it forward would, rather than having the shrines now, you have more more of a population to uh, integrate with so you've got mm. towns set up where you, you, you do the quest uh, in the towns and stuff like mm. that rather than you know an empty world that's one thing I didn't like so much about Breath of the Wild was the lack of well I mean that's the whole point of the game but mm. the, 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 the lack of people the lack of towns mm. I think if they were going to do another one stick some towns in that world yeah. it's developed however long later and that's how I'd like to see the game go forward yeah that's fair no that's fair because I know that when they were developing Ocarina of Time they had like kind of an expansion in the making for the 64 disc drive right and it was called like Urizelda and what would happen is if I think like Miyamoto said something like if you chop like a blade of grass yeah. in the original game it would still stay there in the really? expansion yeah. oh wow yeah. Okay. and everything like say the town and stuff would kind of progress in this it's fantastic but I think because of how much of a failure the disc drive was yeah, yeah. they just got rid of it yeah. but I think the ideas kind of remain over time yeah, yeah. I think what happens with the Nintendo when they're developing games yeah. they kind of cut stuff out but they leave it for yeah, later games yeah, yeah. which I think what in turn happened with Mario and Galaxy yeah. I think what's happened there so I think they're going to take that with Breath of the Wild 2 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like you've got like a save game with Breath of the Wild 1 yeah. it's going to go into the second yeah. one in some way yeah hopefully yeah, hopefully we'll so, see. yeah it'd be great great so Breath of the Wild fantastic yep. that's great so before we get into like nitty gritty of Bikido, I want to kind of ask about like your history and games in general really because yep. you've said about like the SNES and everything yeah. there so did it always start with, say, with the Nintendo console yeah okay. yeah I started I remember begging my parents so I can't remember how you, I always think I was five but I don't think I was I must have been a little bit older than that but I was very young yeah. and I remember seeing an advert for a Nintendo NES the original Nintendo yeah. TV asked for one of them got Duck Hunt and the Mario Bros double disc mm. and the light gun mm. and that's where it started I grew up in a village 
So like, you know, come the winter months, there was nothing to do. Once summer's over, you can't play football anymore. Mm. You know, there was no other kids in my village really. Mm. So I stopped playing video games uh, and then, then I got the Super Nintendo and then that went to the N64. Then I got a GameCube and then, then I got, uh, then I didn't get anything until the PS4 because I had that, yeah. had that hiatus. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. So, in a sense, like, say, with the PS4, I mean, I'm looking around, you've got, like, say, the PS2 and those things there. So, did you kind of, like, try and rediscover, like, kind of the other side of the games, like, say, PlayStation and Dreamcast and things like that? Yeah, I mean, well, it was actually, I was in Korea and a friend of mine had a PlayStation 3. Right. And uh, he, uh, one game I was always good at was Street Fighter. And I do a beat the boss thing now. If you can beat me at Street Fighter, I'll give you a beer. Wow. And I've lost two beers in three years, so... <laughs> If you want to give me a go, come on, let's do it. <laughs> um, but so then uh, this guy, uh, obviously Street Fighter went over to PlayStation. So I played the Street Fighter 4, it was out. We, we spent literally 16 hours one day playing that game. And then, so then I thought actually PlayStation's all right. And then I, then he um, he actually hacked one for me because I was in Korea. I didn't, he, it was a bit difficult to come across the PlayStation games because they're all PC players. Yeah. So he hacked one for me. I, went, I moved to a different city in Korea. And I started playing the Uncharted games. Uh, Uncharted 1 which I thought was great and then I played Uncharted 2 and I was like wow this is amazing <laughs> and then I, did, I completed all of them and then when I came back I, I, I just instantly thought when I wanted to buy a console for myself when I came home I thought well it's PS4 because I wanted the new Uncharted games uh-huh. and last of us I like those Naughty Dog games as well yeah um, so there, then then when it came to building the bar PlayStation was a natural and Nintendo were the natural choices for me to make, and and I've also realised that the Xbox is it's, it wouldn't function so well when you've got to set the, the updates they take are mate they're ridiculous. Mm. If you power the thing down, it loses its connection to the internet, and you've got to keep putting passwords, and it would just be a nightmare. Mm. So, you know, every time I set someone up on the next thing, the password, I've got to get the passwords for four different Xboxes. It'd be a nightmare. <laughs> so I've cho- I chose PlayStation. I find that the games that they are released. That's better suited for here. Mm, yeah, no, it's fair because I'm looking at the shelf. I mean, there's so many like PlayStation games now, yeah. and I feel like it's really great in this day and age because you've got access to kind of discovering like what games are kind of well famous really on the PlayStation. Because yeah. I think you've got like same more Metal Gear Solid, Tomb yeah. Raider, Crash, even like the like the ones that people have their own favorite ones on. Yeah, like, I'll just throw out Pandemonium, yeah, yeah, Mason Platformer. Um, and of course Spyro as well yeah. you know so I think it's a great thing isn't it that people kind of come in yeah. and they can tell you about their favourite game yeah, yeah. after having a drink yeah. and it gives you an idea of what you can do for the bar well I've got the arcade machines downstairs they just run off a of Raspberry Pi but mm. they, they emulate PS1 uh, Super Nintendo NES Mega Drive all those games so honestly people go down there and it's like their, their minds are blown because they, they forget about these games they'll look for there's about 10,000 games on there so <laughs> like they'll look for these lists and like oh my god I can't believe you got this in this sense of I do, so, you know. but yeah, it's good. It's good seeing people. Even on the shelves, is like the GameCube collection. Mm. People will see the, the games I've got there and be like, "Oh my god, you got this! Give me it! I want to play it." Mm, so it's yeah, cool. no, it's amazing. I mean, you know, you've like kind of like seen me and my free I'll say that again. You see, like me and a few friends like coming every few Saturdays and just play Mario Kart 64 because yeah, yeah. we yeah. will just yeah. waste an evening easily on that. Yeah. Because I never had an N64 back in the day, right? Okay. So I was just from Mega Drive to PlayStation and then Dreamcast yeah. for a little bit, then PS2. Yeah. So totally bypass N64, right. which I think is kind of partly why I didn't get into 3D Zelda. Right. Yeah. So when it kind of got to Mario Kart, 
it was on an emulator. Right, okay. Found those that way. But Mario Kart 64, don't know what it is about it. Yeah, but it's just, a popular one. Yeah. Um, it's obviously the first port call for anyone who comes here, N64. It's Gold Knight, Mario Kart, their first two they'll take down, and then they might go, whatever you got. But they're the first two games to get taken out of time. Some people, there was a couple in the other night, they spent all night, four hours playing Mario Kart. Really? They took they took three games down and they didn't play any of us, they just played that. <laughs> wow. Which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. So you can pretty much kind of like reserve a little room just for Mario Kart 64. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if they're not playing on the N64, they'll be playing Mario Kart on the Wii U. <laughs> and then they'll the switch. It's just Mario Kart. Is, it is a great... I mean, this place is about local multiplayer anyway, so mm. quite happy that people... They're the games of choice because that is the point, and that's what I'm aiming for anyway. Yeah, yeah. So. Amazing. And just like kind of follow up on this, I mean, because like I said, like people couldn't like come in and say about their favorite games and stuff. Has there been like kind of any that you've kind of like maybe just followed up on like yourself and maybe surprise you and think, wow, this is actually pretty good? Um, what games? Sorry. So like anyone who can like say their favorite games, you've yeah. never played it before. Yeah. Could be from PlayStation era. Yeah. And you've just given it a go, and you yeah. can't help but kind of go back to it. And uh, can. I can't think of any. It's no. isn't it? That's to be fair. honest. <laughs> no, that's good. So we've like say you know when you first set up the keto in 2016. So mm. I have to ask. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who kind of want to set up their own business. Really, yeah. I think it's kind of getting to that point where they don't kind of want to work for someone else yeah, anymore. Yeah. Really. And yeah. I feel like it's really getting into that point now, yeah, yeah. you know, myself included. So how was like kind of the struggle from kind of like going just from an idea yeah. when you came back to kind of setting up the bar, whether yeah. it was like through like maybe the tax, the funds, yeah. and then up until that opening day. I mean, how challenging was it? It was, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> it was incredibly challenging to be honest. Um, financially, I actually came back and uh, a friend offered me a job just to get me by like, because I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. He ended, ended up doing some delivery driving for his company. Right. And then that, that, that turned into, uh, I working for three, uh, three branches of that company. So I ended up having people working for me. And I actually made all right money. So yeah. I was like, right, if, if is it, I mean, I was like, I don't want to do this forever. This has been a means to an end sort mm. of thing. Mm. Then obviously I was like, the, the gaming bar idea. I was like, yes, I want to do that. So I started looking around. I, I, this was this location was not the first place I obviously came across. There was a place obviously at the train station down, and then there's one down on Central Bank, yeah. uh, down near where the markets. But because it was all under construction, no one knew what they were doing with the buildings, mm. so they wouldn't let me have it. Right. And then the one in front of the train station, the guy, the landlord, the landlord one, he wasn't very cool. Right. And then in hindsight, this, the building would have been too small. Mm. There was some places on the high street here, rent was too high. Mm. And then I found this place and it was like, okay, it's just off the high street. It's a little bit tucked away, but I was like, I was like in my head, it's like a game bar sort of place that people are gonna sniff out. Yeah. They wanna be, they're gonna find it. So it doesn't matter. I'm, I'd love, it'd be lovely to have the footfall and people going, oh look, game bar, more often. But I think generally it works all right. Mm. And then the funds were fine, but then of course, it took more money to open this place than you, you, you think it always does, doesn't it? I can't yeah. think of one person that opens a place within budget. So I think for tight when I first opened, the stress, I mean, I've never been a, a site manager before. Yeah. You know, I had a, a certain idea in my head, but yeah. then the whole place needed electrics, the basement needed concrete in and damp proofing, mm -hmm. which are huge costs. Mm -hmm. Air conditioning and the council saying, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, which they then and they'll charge me business rates when I wasn't even open with 500 quid a month, which oh, came nice. straight out of my budget rate in the bar. It took me six months to rip the place out and build it back up. Wow. So, yeah, it is, I mean, I, I can't believe I really got through it, to be honest, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it was a hard six months. And then, then you open up, 
then you open the doors and then you're relying on people coming through the door to pay the money you you owe <laughs> from that and it but it's been all right it's, it's been good uh, but yeah it, it's you just got to go for it like um i mean in hindsight i would have found a building in better condition mm. i might have gone to a bigger city mm. although i am from lincoln yeah. i you know you gotta do what will make the place work. I feel like I'm still having to work here, like, and I'm not. I'm not going to be retiring anytime soon. But at the same time, I found that if I'm not here, people like to come see me yeah. because they know that I'm the owner, and they, yeah. you know, I, I should, you know, my customers are important to me, and mm. I want them to have a have a good time. Mm. So I always do my best to make them feel welcome and have a laugh with them, and if needs be, have a beer with them, you know. Uh, so I, I find myself I have to I have to be here, uh, and any other city I wouldn't have had you know the the, the networking that I've got here either mm-hmm. so I already you know know some people around town and you yeah. talk to those people and that you end up meeting other people and I guess after time any city that would happen but you have, you have a foot in the door you know, mm-hmm. you know when you know a certain amount of people and you know some faces mm-hmm. even though I've been out of town for a while like yeah, I think it's, it's been good. No, it's fair. I mean, I've just, you know, me and my partner, Lauren, have just been um, going to be accepted for a house. And that took 10 days. But to be fair, it was the longest 10 days yes. ever, yeah. you know, from start to finish. So you're doing that for six months. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd have had to have it off, yeah. you, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was it was hard. I remember one day I was just going, everyone was doing mad. And, yeah. like, it was just... Telling having to tell some of these builders how to do their job. Like, oh, I mean, they were like, oh, I can't do it because of this. And like, we're leaving me to work out a solution. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm out of it. So I have to go, like, what, what tea do you do? And just calm me down. So I just drank a couple of chamomile tea, just trying to calm myself down. But getting the heat got there in the end. Yeah, no, that's fair. And like, there's so many kind of opportunities, like, say, with, say, like, certain trust and grants and things and helping. I mean, did you get any help from that side or no, was it just all you? No, it's all off me. Yeah. I did apply for a few things, but it became more I just I haven't got time to be pissing around yeah. like you're either going to give me the grant or you're not I know mm. you have to go through certain loopholes uh, I wish I, I mean I have I've, I'm still getting emails for you now saying oh you applied for this this uh, this grant back in 2016 I was like yeah but I'm open I'm still um, eligible for it I don't know because anything will help a grant would help me to do something mm. that, uh, change the bar in a certain way which probably now I can't afford mm-hmm. so it is worth looking to but no right now I've done it all off my all by myself everything's funded by myself amazing no that's great and I imagine as well like you said about like you know because you're the owner and people like to kind of come to you and have yeah. a chat and have a beer and that I mean and of course you've got like a few people who are employed as well like yeah. kind of helping out yeah. so I mean how is it like managing that fine line between being a boss yeah. and being that kind of guy who's like you can have a drink with him stuff I'm not very good at it to be honest right. <laughs> everyone's my mate and I think that sometimes I think people haven't pulled their weight for me because they know I'm so chilled out so right. it's like yeah I probably need to be a bit more strict and a little bit more of a tyrant uh, it would be good for business mm. but it's just not my nature yeah, yeah I'm everyone's my mate everyone's cool if you wrong me or you haven't pulled your weight yeah. I'll mention it but you're not in trouble you know what I mean so uh, going forward it is something that I'm looking to, to work on and okay. be a bit more strict with people okay, nice. but people have come and go and uh, people, like every, everyone in Lincoln wants this job everyone <laughs> wants to work for me of course they do why wouldn't you it's easy even when it's rammed I only sell cans of beer so it's here's a can of beer yeah. here's payment done 
game. Do you want to swap it? Done. It takes a second. Mm. So it's very, very easy, very easy job to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. That was great. So before I get into that, I just want to kind of like go into like, like say like if someone new is in Lincoln, like a student for instance, yeah. and they come in and they see the Sonicido gaming bar, they walk in. Yeah. So what would they do to kind of like maybe get? You know, uh, Mario Kart downstairs. What would be the process from them walking in to sitting down on there? Well, usually, when I see someone walk in, you can tell instantly where they've been in before because they look gobsmacked. Mm. I'm like, what, 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 what? So I'll go, Have you been in before? No. Okay. So I'll give them a tour. Yeah. And I'll explain that I charge. Students get half price, so it's £2.50 for students to come in. They can say as long as they like. So I, I understand that, you know, they don't have the most disposable income. So I'm trying to work with students. Anyone else, if you drink enough beer, I will uh, waive your entrance fee. Uh, I just need to make sure I'm getting something out of people. Yeah. Because you do get people coming in, they'll expect to have a glass of water and sit and play games for nothing. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't go to Costa and sit there and do nothing, would no, you? No. So I don't know why people feel like they can do it here. Mm. But I'm not I'm, I'm not a bad guy. You know, if you, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You know, if you have two or three, four beers, don't worry about your entrance fee. Just play some games and you, you can drink beer. That's cool. But what I can't do is have people sitting there yeah. and not give me any money. Yeah, yeah, Because you know, sure. there is someone who will sit there and give me money, so you can't, you know, you know, it's business. Yeah, yeah. So once we've established that, you know, uh, that's what games you want to play. If it's busy, you can, you can, um, you can tell me what you want to play. I'll book you a slot in, in an hour, let people get, do what they're doing, and then we'll get you on. Uh, otherwise, you can book in on, online. And then anyway, I'll just sit you down, choose what games you want. And once you finish playing that, come swap your game and you can carry on playing something else. You can move around if if uh, if things are available. You can mm-hmm. swap, or we can even ask to play with other people. If you want to jump on there playing Smash Bros, mm-hmm. just ask if you can join their group. And I've had people complain, oh, this guy's bothering me, he wants to join us. And I was like, well, I'd rather you left than him because he gets what the bar was about, ultimately. Mm-hmm. That's what it is about. It's about being social and mm-hmm. meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where it's always, that's been the idea, idea since day one. That's fair. No, that's fair. So just to make sure, like, when they kind of, like, want to just hire a game for, like, a certain time, yeah. is it, like, a fee for every half hour or an hour? Uh, well, I charge, I charge an entrance fee. Of, okay. It's usually five pounds. Okay. Uh, if I could get five of you stay for four hours, well, then so be it. Uh, like I say, so, yeah, that's where I do it. If, you, if you're just staying for half an hour, if you've got a beer, just jump on something. If, sure. if, you, if you're stuck for time, you know, you're not going to be here for two, three hours, there's some people, a lot of most people do, then just... Grab a game, get yourself a beer, um, and then and then leave after you half an hour if that's what you want to do. That's fine. Not, I can't charge you a five if you're going to sit there and pay for half an hour. Yeah. If you're buying a beer, if you don't, you pay me. You know what I mean? Because a beer's about five quid anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beers are a little bit, little bit expensive due to the the beers that I get. I've chosen to go down the craft beer route, and there you are. They are a little bit pricey. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the next thing I want to get into because I think it's really smart that you don't have kind of like anything on tap or anything. No. It's all in craft beer and yeah. it's there and it's straight away because it's you know easy to clean, easy yeah. to manage, yeah. and you're there. So. How do you, you like kind of source like, all these craft ales? I mean, is it from like maybe shops in the Bale up there, or is it other ways? Uh, I get them through small beer at the minute, uh, up in the top of the industry. Their selections all right, uh, and but the I after after I first opened up, I selected four core beers, yeah. like a, a sour beer, a, an IPA, a flavored IPA, yeah. and and that's what I thought I'd be stocking for the next. Well, however long, <laughs> but after week two, I realised, oh, we don't have this beer anymore. Yeah. And then I used to have a big chalkboard up with a menu on, which had to go because I was having to wipe, try and wipe it off, mm. and the beers were changing. It's just a nightmare. So mm. now my beers change every week. You never know what I'm going to get, and I think that's part of the fun. I've had to adopt it like that. I make it. I think it's like I don't know. Some people are a little bit like I never know what you got, so I don't know. Uh, 
Ah, just embrace it. Like, they're not mm. going to be crap. Like, they're all, they're all pretty tasty beers. I do a bit of research. Before I put an order in, I, I, I know by now whether the beer's going to be decent or not, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it's an IPA, it's going to be pretty decent. If it's a craft lager, it's going to be better than a, a Carling, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of got used to that. But uh, yeah, I've, I've looked at some other companies uh, where I can get a bit more of a... You go to Nottingham and their, their craft beer selection is way bigger than what we've got in Lincoln. Yeah. Um, but because we're just here and I'm, I'm not huge, I, I can't order a massive order. Uh, the last time I tried to do that, they wanted, they wanted five grand for 72 cases of beer and 24 cans per case. I was like, I can't. I've got nowhere to even store a mm. pallet of beer, you know what I mean? So yeah. I just have to do the way I do it. Uh, but yeah, get some lovely beers in. Uh, this year, this week we've got the Borderlands Beavertown Special Edition one. Nice. Uh, Beavertown from London, they brewed it for the new Borderlands game. Um, so I, as soon as I found out they were releasing it, I called Beavertown directly. I was like, well, I'm in Lincoln, I need, I'm a gaming bar, I need this beer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they did actually send it out to me. And uh, yeah. when they, oh, they sent it to Small Beer and I called them, I was like, it's all mine, don't let anyone else have it. Because <laughs> no, no one else needs it in yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. Who else needs a gaming bar beer? Yeah, I can't see Damon's doing it. I can't no. see, you know, um, Madam Waffle doing it. No, no. exactly. There's no point. So no. I bought it also. I've got loads of it if you want. Three for a tenner. Just letting you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I see that some spirits as well. Yeah. Which are decent. So, but I find. I mean, I could be wrong here, but I imagine they come in for the craft ale more than the spirits, yeah. really. Yeah, you get you get the odd person. I, I try to keep at least a gin, a rum, and a vodka, maybe yeah. a whiskey in stock um, but most people just here to drink the, the beers really mm. I prefer it that way and one, yeah, as soon as someone drinks a drink out of a glass mm. that gets spilt and that's annoying because you've got the consoles and that's that's why I do the cans rather than pints so I do get the, the odd person saying why don't you have like draft mm. it's like because you'll spill it yeah. and you spill it on my consoles and you won't want to pay for it once you spill it over the console so mm. in a can you can knock it you can catch it you've saved it yeah. now, if you spill a pint and that basement will stink because yeah. it will go under the seats I won't be able to clean it I can't, I can't move, lift any of that up so it will just seep everywhere and nah nah it'll be it'll become known as the smelly bar in Lincoln yeah, yeah. pretty quickly no I get that no I get that and I imagine because like when you walk in you got straight to the bar and you got like a few games if you want to yeah. but when you're done there is a like a stairs at least down to the basement yeah. where all the consoles are and stuff so I imagine that's kind of like a good way of kind of indicating whether you know someone's had a bit too much or yeah. not just in case it's great with that to be fair because my opening hours I'm, I'm open from three to midnight mm-hmm. you don't I, I mean I purposely did it like that really because you don't want people that have been had a skinful really coming in yeah all right and then you know the people on VR I've, had, I've been through seven VR headsets now wow uh, drunk people they're being just they're just being tipsy they're not drunk drunk and they've they ended up ready up it's currently broken at the minute someone broke someone broke the VR last Saturday night and a projector so I've got to wait for a new bulb to come for those wow. things yeah so yeah it's just generally it's fine but it's all happened uh, all happened at once this week but that last thing I need is more drunk, more drunk people mm. than that mm. coming in. Yeah. So yeah, we don't get many much trouble here at all. To be honest, everyone is pretty. Everyone has got a similar sort of mindset. Mm. Yeah. Nothing for them. So we don't get many idiots in. And if there are, they pretty soon realise they're not welcome. Yeah. No, I imagine so. Um, but yeah, that's great. So when you like get a drink from the bar and you go into the basement, and so you've got you know a bit of a choice. Yeah. With these consoles, so. 
instead of like going through the games, I mean, what consoles do you have down there that you could have access to? Uh, currently, I've got uh, two PlayStation 4s, uh, GameCube, N64, Wii U, Nintendo Switch, Xbox Original, set up an old school TV. Mm. I have the NES, Super NES, and PlayStation Classics, yeah. which have actually got hacked. So they've got even got Dreamcast games on there as well. Not, not, I know it's a bit naughty, but you know, I've turned 20 games into. 300 now <laughs> so that just gives my customers more choice yeah. if if I get told off I say oh, I didn't know, you know, mm. I didn't, you know. Okay. Uh, then we've got the oh, I say Wii U's we've got two Wii U's we've got an Xbox One up here mm. as well mm-hmm. and another Playstation Pro Playstation 2 and another Nintendo Switch up here so wow. yeah there's a fair bit to play and if that doesn't and then we've got the arcade machines yeah. who emulate all the other the old school ones all those three games are like uh, Atari and it has the what do you call it like the is it main main cabinets yes, yeah. so you got all the ones you'd find in the arcades so the seaside all yep. those sort of games as well wow <coughs> excuse me wow I mean I wanted to kind of ask quickly about those arcade machines because it's amazing just how not just the amount of games you can play on there and I'm playing trying to play too many in an arcade mist yeah yeah but it's also the fact that it's decorated with the Akita logo and yeah, it yeah. Is. so did you kind of get that all in one go yes I uh, I was originally if you know as you know the layout of the bar where those cubby holes are where the arcade machines are mm. what originally I was going to do was have a TV in there um, and then a console and yeah. then I'd keep the games and people could change them and those yeah. like just the retro consoles really yeah but then I went to a gaming uh, was it in Doncaster they've got a gaming market mm. uh, that I came across these these arcades that they were selling and then I was like well wait there then they have to stock thousands and thousands of games yeah yeah it's just it's more it's more choice for my customers yeah. this way there's just more that they can play and that's what it was all about to me at the time in hindsight it would have been nice to have maybe an old school console of TV map but I can do it I can still change it if the arcade the arcades uh, aren't getting as used as much as I once was I know I'll change it mm. and we'll do it like that Brilliant. no I like that I really do and imagine as well like all the games I mean is it like they like kind of procure from yourself or do people come in and go like I've got some spare games just have them yes people have been very generous with games it's got to the point now where I just, I'm just turning it away because mm. like I've just got so many like mm. uh, what I've actually got up here is, is way more downstairs in the basement there's a probably another 120 PS2 games down there. Wow. Uh, God knows how many Xbox 360, and I even have one of them set up. And people just keep offering me these old old games, which is great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, the people are very generous, and especially like, if you look around all these uh, ornaments and stuff, they've mm. mostly been donated to me as well. Wow. I've had to, I used to have them all behind the bar, which I still do, but they've been moved from there to there, and then I've collected more there, and I am actually running out of space of places where to put it all. <laughs> the people are very generous, and they, they, they'll just either chuck it away, and they'll say, look, I want to give it to you. And then I'm in a position where I'm like, it's really kind, <laughs> and now I'm hoarding the stuff you don't want. <laughs> but at the same time, people, they like it, and it makes the bar stand out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, man, yeah. And I feel like as well, because... I think a lot of it with this is kind of advertising as well for someone who may not know that this place exists because like you say you know it's not in the main street it's just kind of on the corner and stuff yeah. so what kind of like efforts been done to kind of like maybe go, just get the word out there really and have more people aware by myself anything, anything uh, I I what I think well I've I've been doing my best and I I, I'm, I was new to all this I don't really know how to market a business yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so it's all been down to me to 
do what I felt would be useful. Mm. Uh, some things have been, some things have been, but people are gradually starting to realise that I'm here. But even now, I get people going, "How long have you been here? Three years? What? You know, mm. how, what? I didn't know." Uh, I think what people can do is, you know, try and get people through the door. Yeah. Is is a big problem because, you know, if you I've had it where there's been a group of ten people, uh, and they, you know, half of them have been women. The women will instantly turn their noses up at to because it, they're just it's just not their kind of thing, which I get. So I end up losing ten customers because half of them don't get it. Mm. I think it's a case of convincing people that they could actually have quite a good time here because yeah. you don't have to play games. You can come in, you can play Cards Against Humanity, uh, and who doesn't like a bit of Cards Against Humanity? Uh, and then the next side is like uh, like corporate events as well. Mm. Uh, people the companies that work for because this is a perfect place for team building or a night a work night out with Christmas coming up as well yeah. you know come in and have your Christmas drinks here play some games it's better than being sat in a bar surely yeah. uh, in a pub just stood there going oh this is fun you know <laughs> here it is actually quite fun and you can have a good laugh yeah yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I think it's also just yeah just letting people know and, trying, and checking the place out Actually, people, there's still people going, they'll come in and say, I've been meaning to come here for three years mm. and I've just made it through the door. Oh, you're not from Lincoln? No, nah, I'm from Lincoln. I just I haven't done it. Oh, well, what, what more can I do for you then? Yeah. Uh, but they, as you know what? I think I've had, what, 300 reviews now and they've all been five stars. So, you know, people right. often do leave here enjoying themselves and I do try and help them enjoy themselves, mm. uh, even if you're not a big gamer. Yeah. Just let me try and work, gauge you and work out what game you might enjoy as you're not a big gamer. Things like Overcooked is always a popular one. Or, yeah. or uh, Gang Beasts. Uh, the games like that. You know, you don't have to be good at games. Uh-huh. You just literally put a bash and you can have a laugh. That's fair. No, that's fair. Because I have like, kind of, like seen like an amazing difference, like say on the Facebook and the Instagram. Yeah. And even like seeing the signs one when I'm walking up the high street yeah. and I'm seeing it there. Yeah. So... I think it's because like people are becoming more aware that you know you're all on the socials, yeah, yeah. you're on the signs, yeah. and they're yeah, yeah. linking like the local you know places yeah. and picked up and did a few things about it. Yeah, 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 they did. they did. They did eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was great. They, like, I was asking them for a while and it it wasn't helping, and uh, uh, my sister went in and they literally came literally came the next day. <laughs> so I someone's just trying to get through the door there. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I've, I've been I've been working out Instagram. I've been working out, and it's all it's all. I mean, I didn't have these things. It's all this all happened when I was backpacking. Right. So things like Instagram wasn't a thing. Uh, it makes me sound old, but <laughs> I the only reason I used Facebook really was to stay in touch with people back home. Yeah. I didn't use or oh, well, I'd, I'd share some photos of the most the beautiful place I've been. But that's about it. I did. Mm-hmm. I was never using it as a marketing tool, mm-hmm. so it's, I'm still trying. Still trying to get my head around it now, <laughs> three years later. But I feel like I'm getting there, and I, I find my posts have got getting a lot more engagement now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Lincoln is a tough crowd in a week. Yeah. Like yeah, I try and do tournaments and stuff, and I find it's quite whatever I do, I'll put I'll put a spend on it. Yes, I get a hundred people coming or or interested in my in my event. And then you get ten people walk through the door for the event, mm. which I'm still grateful for. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I don't know what it is about Lincoln trying to get people out on the weeknights. It's tough. Yeah, I bet. And I think as well, it kind of helps as well. There's a lot of game launches now, especially from yeah. September now. Yeah, yeah. So like you say, there's been Borderlands. Uh, there's been. Um, 
Link oh, Awakening. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> and a fair few others like that are coming. There's FIFA, FIFA to, oh, this Friday, which I'm doing a tournament for, yeah. a FIFA 20 tournament. And I'm actually getting quite, quite a lot of interest in that. I've had a few people come by. I'm doing £5 tickets. Right. Uh, 32 teams, and then we'll, do, we'll, we'll work out some cash prizes and uh, uh, win a copy of the game right. on, on this Friday. So. Hopefully, but then again, hundred people want to come. I don't know. Hopefully, I'll get a few <laughs> just to cover the cost of the game at least. Yeah, that's fair, man. That was fair. So I think with that, we'll go into the second segment of this, which is you know, the boss stage. Yeah. So I'm curious as to what you may have kind of decided on for this because you've got a pretty much a bit of a choice yeah. <laughs> from what you've seen and what you played. So do you know what? I am terrible at fin- actually finishing games. <laughs> uh, I'll get I'll get to the ver- nearly very end and then I'll. Stop. <laughs> I don't know what it is for me, but um, bosses. I'm gonna have to be lame and just say something like Banjo Kazooie because that's oh, yeah. one of the games where I can think that I complete. And she was pretty tough, Gruntilda. Yeah, I remember being pretty tough. <laughs> so uh, it's quite a cool one. Have you ever finished Banjo Kazooie? Many many years ago. <laughs> you have the uh, the like the game show sort of ending mm-hmm. to it, and you got the tiles. And you have to do like these mini games or answer questions. Is that stuff. the second one or the first? The first one. First one, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, then you got to beat this witch at the end, and she was pretty tough if I remember. Yeah. Uh, then oh, I don't know, Ocarina of Time, Ganon. Uh, you can't really say Mario sixty four Bowser. He's <laughs> easy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I honestly can't think of a, a boss. That I think would please anyone at the minute. <laughs> I'm not going to say Dark Souls or anything. So I played a bit of Bloodborne once, and I hate I hate those games. Oh yeah. If yeah. I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere, mm. I'm done. Yeah. I'm over. Actually, saying that, I did really enjoy the ending to Uncharted Four. Right. Um, and obviously, it's the finale to the series, really. And then you have to you had this cool sword fight with yeah. someone in this burning ship, and mm. I thought that was quite a cool boss. It's a bit different. You have to you have to work out the attack and you have to uh, counter with certain buttons. And yeah, I remember that being quite a cool one, a great game. I really like the Uncharted series as well. Wow. And they've just uh, last night announced the Last of Us Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which so, yeah. I can't wait for. That's yeah. that and Cyberpunk mm. are the games I'm looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, when I saw the state of play last night, the only thing that I was really excited for was Medieval again. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back. Yeah, I've never played that. Oh, I really? never had a PlayStation when I was younger. Of course, yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Uh, but they've got the demo out, so yeah. I might download it and go see what it's like. But <laughs> it doesn't mean much to me. Mm. Like, the same as Crash Bandicoot didn't really. Mm-hmm. I remember that was the first game I played on the PS, the original PlayStation. And I remember it looking fantastic, but it's not like a Nintendo game. It doesn't have that same place in my heart. Yeah, sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. No, great. Um, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I'm. I'm loving the Switch, right, at the minute. All the games that are coming out, there's games that I didn't expect it to come out. I mean, like just yesterday, I think, like Jedi Knight 2 came out on it, you know, which is ridiculous. Um, which one? It's a Star Wars um, Jedi Outcast. It's where right. You, it's a, it's, it used to be a PC game, 2002 it launched in. It plays Cal Catan, and it's like a third person. Right. Um, well, like, not like the old Republic sort of thing. So. Kind of like Force Unleashed, really. Right, okay. But this one's actually a lot better, really. Right, okay. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of it's first person, kind of like Quake 3 modelled. Right. But then you got, like, say, the Force powers, or maybe halfway through the game. Yeah. And it's re- really good, like, for its time and stuff, really good. And it's on the Switch. Right. And that's kind of an example, like, I just didn't expect it to be on the Switch. Okay. Like, for instance, Onimusha, Devil May Cry 2. Yeah. You know, um, the, 
even like this online service, you know, yeah. the SNES games that have come out on it, NES, and hopefully soon N64. Yeah. I'm really, yes. ho- I'm really hoping, really hoping for Rare Replay to come to Yes, it. yes, yes. I made like Banjo Kazooie is one of my favourite games. Yeah. Uh, so I really, really would love to be playing Banjo Kazooie remastered yeah. on my Switch. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing more I want um, <laughs> done than that. Well, all of them, Banjo Kazooie and. Conquer's Bad Third Day as well, things like that. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Those, all those, all those rare games. Yeah. I almost had. Um, well, it's really disappointing. I had uh, Platonic Games who have just released Ukulele, mm-hmm. about to release Ukulele Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were hopefully going to do their um, launch party here, but they decided it. Or almost confirmed it, and then they decided it was a little bit too far from the studio for a hundred people to travel to Lincoln. Oh, so they've decided not to. But I would have literally had the creators of. Uh, Goldeneye, Banjo Kazooie, Diddy Kong Racing, uh, Perfect Dark in here celebrating a new game release because they went from rare to Platonic yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gutted about that. Um, hopefully they're going to still come for a Christmas party, yeah. but not so many of them. That'd be good. Even like a few of them just turn up. That'd yeah, be yeah. Great, you know? yeah. If you get the big wigs in, yeah. like I'd be happy. Like yeah. maybe I don't. I don't care about what programmers. It's just the, <laughs> the, the big guys. That'd be really cool. Uh, yeah. The one of them's been in, and I've got a photo of uh, my little banjo because of his statue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing! That must have been great then when you saw it in Smash, like banjo being yeah. confirmed there. Well, that for me, I, I hate Smash. I'm, not, right. gonna, I'm not gonna like like I'm not good at it. Like and uh, don't get it. Okay. But what it meant to me was if they're bringing out Banjo-Kazooie yeah. Smash it means it's a step closer to them releasing the Banjo-Kazooie and like Goldeneye and stuff on the Switch yeah. which is what I'm all about yeah, well yeah. up for that yeah I mean it's, it's just amazing the fact that there's so many games on that system now that you can just freely buy freely play and any way you want really yeah, you yeah. Know, like I said earlier either on the TV handheld yeah. or with someone else it's there and even like I think last week I had the Switch Lite to the game yeah. out which yeah, is, yeah yeah Fantastic, you know, yeah. which really one's got a D-pad on it as well, which is like, yeah. finally. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird, but then okay, I know why they had to do yeah. that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like curious, I mean, apart from like, say, Banjo and the Rare games, I mean, yeah. with the Switch, is there any kind of other games that you'd like to see come to the Switch, perhaps? Well, just, I'd say like, uh, one thing I'd really like to see is Super Mario Sunshine. All right. Uh, well, come on. That's actually my favorite um, Super Mario game. Really? Really, really weird. Like, I, did, I used to like the um, ones that were on the Wii, uh, Galaxy. Yeah. I thought they were cool. But I don't know, Mario Sunshine, it just, for me at the time, it was a very beautiful game. Yeah. And the mechanic of you having that little jetpack. Yeah. And I just found it really cool. Really like that. So, and I'd, I'd like to see more of the GameCube games come to the um, to the Switch as well, like remastered. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously N64. The whole, but I'd like to see them remastered as well. Mm. Uh, you don't, I don't want to see the crappy graphics. Yeah now because they do look sh- shit yeah <laughs> like I mean do you know what I've got this banjo because you're on a CRT TV and that looks alright but yeah. put them on anything else it just looks bad It look, yeah it doesn't look great yeah I mean there was a time where I had like me um, like LCD TV like 50 inch and I'm, I'm loading this up like Rose Squadron on it yeah yeah it does not look no. good well you can get these converters but they're like mm. 120 quid yeah and I'm not, wi- I'm not willing to pay that for the I- difference it's going to make no. I'd rather them re-release them on the Switch yeah. I can get them on the Switch and then I can plug them into the TV. Yeah. That works better for me. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully we see that soon because the thing is, I mean, last year was NES, this year was SNES on the online service. So people are already saying about next year, perhaps, or E3. I mean, to be honest, my instinct's telling me it's going to be Game Boy. Yeah. But I'd like to see N64. Game Boy would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Wario Land on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
on the on the the Game Boy version. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be amazing. But uh, no, it's decent. It's decent. So just to kind of like do the the last part of this. So you know, we're three years in Twikido. You know, it looks like everything's kind of going as well as it should really yeah. at the moment. So with like say maybe the future with Twikido. I mean. What are, what are you thinking like maybe in the next couple of years as a plan? I mean, are you thinking maybe about Patreon, subscriptions, like the gold standards? What's yeah, the future? anything like that. I mean, I, I've tried, I've actually, I've got some uh, membership cards printed where you can pay me 15 quid a month and you can get unlimited access rather than you paying five quid a, a time. But it's really, it's a hard sell. Like mm. people just seem to, I don't know how much often I'm going to come in. It might not be worth it. it. It might be a once in a fortnight kind of thing. It might be a once kind of thing. So they're a little bit apprehensive about doing that. Um, uh, Patreon, any support like that. I mean, like it would be good. Like it would really help me out. So I was thinking we get doing like my podcast and if we can get any some sort of support for anything like that, it just, it would be good. Um, I'm about to relaunch my own podcast again, which I've tried the way I tried to do it before. And it was great. And we had a laugh and we got quite a lot. I was just checking. I got 250 listens on my first episode. So, which is fantastic. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I thought I might get three listens, but that's good. Uh, but the, the the management of it was it was difficult. I tried to go down the road of, okay, so I want uh, myself and two or three two core members, myself and someone else, and then two or three uh, guests mm. per week uh, per fortnight. Mm. Uh, people would tell me they'd come, so I'd, I'd uh, let people not turn up for it, and then they'd, they'd cancel on me. So I'd have to cancel off it, and this became very annoying right. very quickly. Uh, I was like, out, I had like 40 people in this chat of people that wanted to take part, yeah. and yeah, just organising. Even if three people turn up being happy, everyone's got so flaky. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up getting, I was like, this is causing me more stress than it's worth, and I haven't got the time to yeah. be chasing people up constantly uh-huh. to do it. So the one way I'm doing it this time is like the way you're doing it today is to have myself and a guest to come on once a fortnight where I can sit here before my opening hours, have a chat for an hour and then release it that way. Uh, I'd like to start doing a, a YouTube channel because mm. like I say, I do bands here. I've been getting some fantastic international acts playing my stupid little gaming bar. So I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. But what I need to be doing now is recording those, putting them on a YouTube channel along with gameplay, Twitch streams, things like this. And mm. letting people know what the bar is about in, in its entirety. Yeah. It's not just about the games, it's about music. It's about comedy and acts. It's about using the space uh, in, in the coolest way I can think of, mm. which is music, comedy, video games yeah and why why not why can't i do all three yeah if yeah. not more yeah. i even do pop-up restaurants sometimes oh wow so we get some chefs in we'll, we'll do you know, hot dogs for the night you know what i mean <laughs> um and obviously obviously the dream is to franchise and i mean i've been told from several people that my bar is very franchisable mm. it's just someone needs to put their money where their mouth is because i can't afford to do it right now yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of investment and i need someone who if someone's serious about it i need them to be coming to me going i want to help you make this the best it can be mm. and I, I don't care about splitting the profits whatever if you if someone's got the knowledge and the know-how and the funds to help me do it then let's do it mm. come, come and have a chat with me and i've had a few people say some guy came up from kent said i want to come and I want you to do this in kent 
and he said he thinks he's going to do fantastic but I, I don't know this guy he's just mm. someone's walked through the door are you going to come and milk me are you going to take everything I've got and everything mm. I've worked hard for I don't know so it's going to be a little bit but I've had a few other guys another guy who's a, a local brewer he's uh, just got a job in the uh, Peak District so he's had to he's got to put that on hold for a bit they oh, yeah. wanted to move to like I was thinking Leeds would be the, the place I'd go next Leeds it's, a, it's a, a bigger city uh, I don't think rates and rents are too expensive though. that's the other problem is yeah. they've got it alright and then can you start that's the next thing bigger city bigger cost mm. you know what I mean so mm. and that's the dream one day uh, but I need to I need to be making sure I make this place work yeah. the best I can first mm-hmm. um, but I think like aesthetically the, like the logo and things like this is very appealing to people and people yeah. like it for what it is yeah yeah so. absolutely and I have to ask actually with a logo I mean who can I, who designed that logo um, it's me and my friend uh, yeah. Fran Thornton if you're going to listen to this uh, he's a very good artist uh, he's a friend that I've met through the bar uh, it all came about uh, this isn't my original logo okay uh, my original logo had a coffee cup on it uh, at the joystick um, which is what I designed myself originally but I got rid of my coffee machine because I wasn't selling coffee oh. and then well, I sat there having a beer with him I was like I've got a bit of a problem mate like my logo's got a coffee cup on it and I don't sell coffee anymore so I said can you maybe use the joystick the lightning bolt which I had on my old logo and just make it so it's not specific to anything but games yeah. <laughs> which is where the joystick comes in and he came around he knocked that up with three or four slightly different variations and this was the one I liked and uh, I love it I still love it I think it's wicked <laughs> so wow yeah that's great and like as a brand I mean like you say if you franchise it I mean that can apply to so many things out there as yeah, well. yeah. and even like you say like so the Patreon and the Twitch as well yeah, yeah. that could work really well yeah hopefully uh, yeah it's just it's just a know-how for me like <clears throat> like I say I, I probably went backpacking in the worst time in this digital age revolution where um, you know <laughs> I missed to have to use all these tools properly um, so I'm still getting there um, I, I struggled I wanted to get my twitch my internet went down for a bit that's a long story um, I got offered a fiber optic uh, fiber connection yeah so I cancelled my my, uh, my my contract with the thing to get the fiber optic yeah I can't get it so I ended up being without internet for two months by the time it got sorted out by the time I realised I wasn't getting this internet that I'd ordered and by the time they waited out and I got my new internet I had no internet for two months so I wasn't able to twitch stream anymore so usually I just stick it on uh, when I'm just playing something in the bar with a customer I mean it's not that engaging but it's better to put something out there than nothing so yeah. I was just I was playing FIFA or something and, um, but yeah what I'd like to do is take that to the next level I've got some banners I can stick behind and make a bit of a backdrop yeah. and then get some customers into then we'll Twitch stream some, some fun games and make it make it a bit more professional. Amazing. No, that's great. So just like a final one there, just to wrap it up. So like I say, you know, approaching the third anniversary, yeah. you know, you've got all the plans going. I mean, is there anything that you're most proud of or any highlights in the last three years? Uh, what I'm personally most proud of is it's nothing to do with games but I uh, because we've been doing the music and the music's been bands I don't know it's, you know it's just, they've been to me they've been nobodies although apparently they've been quite big uh, and we've been having um, 
there's a band called Sleaford Mods. Uh, they're, they're the producer from there. He comes in there to hang out, and I've become friends with this guy, and he's wicked, and he's been very supportive, and he, he wore my T-shirt to Glastonbury. Oh, wow. Uh, so he was in here one night, and he said, and he, he had a few beers. He's like, mate, I'm playing at Glastonbury tomorrow. If you give me a T-shirt, you I'll wear it on stage, and I'll be getting interviewed by, was it, it wasn't Annie Mac, but one of the, one of the BBC guys. So I didn't believe he'd do it. Lo and behold, the Sunday rolled around. The photos started coming in of him wearing my, my bar T-shirt my God, on, the, wow. on the TV. Wow. Um, and not only that, he gave me advice because he said he'd do a gig here. Maybe not with Sleeping Mods, but it's just like a side project because it's not obviously entirely up to him. Um, so he told, told me to take a chance to just message one of my favourite artists um, and see if they would... <laughs> To be a bit cheeky about it if they play a gig at your bar because the problem I have is, is is the 50 people capacity I can't get some of these big acts in because mm. I can't make the money mm. on the door yeah. to pay them yeah. so I took a chance to uh, message one of my favourite uh, electronic acts and he, he came in a few Fridays he paid a gig and uh, it, made, it meant the world to me okay. it was just to have someone uh, you've probably seen it over my um, over my Facebook and Instagram did, yeah. the photo looking very drunk. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 feeling of having sixty people yep. who took a chance because he wasn't he's he's on three major record labels. He's 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 big in my eyes, <coughs> but in Lincoln is not. No one knows who he is. So I had to just say, look, trust me, come down if you love music come and check this guy out and I was there and everyone's like mate this is the best gig I've ever been to wow. and so that was there's no feeling like that <laughs> um, other than that another thing that really I feel proud about is seeing people come in and enjoy themselves and uh, the community that is uh, that is created there's, there's times when I I'm